0: Before we before we get into the session, we got a couple of new fucking patrons to shout out. Holy shit! Oh. shit.
1: Blah, 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 blah.
0: Have I had my mic on correctly this whole time? Okay, yeah, I do. Okay, perfect. <laughs> All right, mic on correctly. Thank you. Shout out to <laughs> David Woods. Sign up at our Nemesis level, David. David Woods. David You're Sign a new Nemesis.
2: Up. The hardest woods. <laughs>
3: oh my
1: god
0: uh yeah thanks david uh super appreciate it um i hope that i hope that i don't know if you're in our discord or on facebook or anything like that or or anything online but i hope we get a chance to chat at some point uh so i can express my gratitude properly but thank you very much for your support yeah and then we also have kyle ballantyne who's also a nemesis Ooh. Kyle, Kyle. Ballantyne well Good done name. Kyle
3: that is that is a very like that's that's main character energy
2: I'm pretty, <laughs> sure, <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's a whiskey called Ballantines, isn't there
3: I think yeah, there is Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think
2: so I it's think also think.
0: the brand of beer that Martin Crane drank in Frasier
3: <gasps>
2: <gasps> was it Ballantyne's or Ballantyne's shit yeah, yeah. Dude, that's a level of energy that I cannot express the hype yeah, training. That's
3: pretty for. decent. That's pretty legit. Well done, sir. I remember him like,
0: telling a story to Niles where he was like, uh it, when, when he got shot, he said, God, if you get me through this, I'll never drink a bottle of Ballantines again for the rest of my life. And Niles said, But Dad, you still drink Ballantines all the time? And he says, Not in bottles. <laughs>
2: And that's the intelligent humor you should put into your campaign. Yeah. <laughs> but you won't find it here.
1: <laughs> well. Okay. For me. I'm specifically talking about me. <laughs> Last talk, time. If we talk about Frasier, it's like we're making the jokes ourselves. Yeah, I think I'm that's am drinking science. wine out of
2: stemware. Does that count?
3: That's cl- That's classy enough.
2: The bottle says poop on her. it. It does say poop
1: fu- on her. What? But <laughs> <What>, you never <laughs> you had made- a bottle of poop? <laughs>
3: Yeah, how uncultured are you? It's a 2017
2: Um, Cab Syrah, but we definitely took a uh, glass writing marker to it and it says poop.
3: We were testing Sharpies, Um, metallic Sharpies for the wedding guest book, which we had guests sign wine bottles. Uh, So we had to test the Sharpies to see if they'd hold up well. So we have a a bottle that's literally covered in me writing poop, butt stuff. A heart, some Uh, lips. Yeah. XOXO. I just wrote ridiculous. So
0: where is the... The the Dick Wolf, is there a Dick oh, Wolf? Dick Wolf didn't make the cut. Well,
2: Dick Wolf, strangely enough, another bottle. <laughs>
3: it's it's uh, he made Dick the last
2: book. Oh, before and after the greatest Jeopardy category ever. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> a wine featured on uh, a procedural crime drama, Dick Wolf Blast.
3: There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs>
0: hello everyone before we get into this recording I just wanted to give a quick disclaimer here because I did something dumb for this recording I had the microphone backwards accidentally and uh, yeah it's a real bonehead move and you'd think that after using the same microphone for four years I would know which direction is the correct one, but you would be mistaken. I apparently need to have a checkmark on the correct side so that I don't do this again. So the audio for me is not sounding like it usually does, and I hope that you'll just forgive me for sounding like I'm talking to you through a tunnel. It's It's not the worst audio I've ever heard, but it's... Certainly not ideal. So thank you for your patience. Everybody shut the fuck up. Last episode, you were approached by the ghost of King Amarthain, a powerful and long-dead dwarven king and, and, uh, and wizard back in his day. Uh, he wanted to see what you were up to and also wanted to make sure that you weren't absconding with his books that talk about how to do magic good and other stuff. He was very insistent that you leave the books behind because they are dangerous in the wrong hands. And uh, he tested you with some ghostly tricks and also a construct that he um, sicked on you. But you... You know what? You handled yourselves fairly well, and he was convinced of your uh, your merits, your strengths, and some of the things that you told him convinced him that there was a threat that you needed help to be dealing with. So he he eventually ceased his onslaught, and we ended off with you on the cusp of taking a long rest. After you had pretty pretty much dismantled his his construct also, by the way. So yeah, that's where we're picking up. I don't know if anybody wants to sneak anything in like before the long rest, or if you just want to pick up like eight hours later.
2: <laughs> I always appreciate a good bottom of the screen time jump.
3: Yeah, I think, uh, I'm trying to forget the exact wording in which we it left off, but basically I think like, yeah, like I think you we were just gonna, in essence, like camp there, right? Like you we were just gonna, like.
2: Yeah, and Amber. We weren't gonna was go gonna back anywhere. We yeah, yeah, we were just
3: gonna stay there and around Amberthain. Yeah, I think that was where we had left it.
0: Uh, everybody takes a long rest. You regain your hit points, spell slots, hit die to the appropriate number. The night passes uneventfully. I mean, except, except the fact that there's like this ancient ghost hanging around, but other other than that uneventfully it's like we all wake up he's like you know you talk when you're asleep
1: oh god <laughs> <laughs> but it's like
0: it's it's awkwardly close to you yeah well like it's he like... wakes
3: up and he like we wake up and he's just in our face he's like wow that was fascinating was <laughs> like oh god
0: i forgot what it's like to snore
3: who's jeff yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I guess technically I'd have four extra hours with everything. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: is true. And, that is
2: and
3: canonically, true. as of right now, silence. <laughs> yeah, we just sit and I'm like, so I guess the weather stays pretty consistent down here, eh? <laughs> it's
0: like, yeah, it's uh, it's a little drafty.
3: Now that we put a hole through your entire... We didn't do shit. True.
2: <laughs> Just in, in his sleep,
3: <laughs> we <didn't> do shit. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, maybe I take those f- not full four hours because I don't have that much to say to everything. But maybe yeah, okay. So I would like to have a conversation with Amorthean while the other two are sleeping.
0: Cool. All right, what do you talk about?
3: I would like to ask him about the kinds of magic he they used to have and how it got so dangerous and and basically and the events leading up to the the gate thing closure other planes like I just want to ask him a general history about them basically but more focused on their magic stuff
0: so the 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 kinds of kinds of magic
3: yeah like I I, I, my goal is to one like because I am like Chai would be fascinated in their types of magic and how they developed it without any, uh, any real, like, inherent, like, God's eye capabilities on this plane. Um, but, like, I think... I think Chai's also, like, trying to get... Uh, show interest, obviously, to show respect um, for what they had accomplished. But also, I think she's trying to... I think she's trying to look for warning signs about when magic can be too dangerous. And I think she's trying to see whether she's seeing any indications from her time in the Feywild. If there's any parallels and also maybe slide in a couple questions about their connection to the Feywild. Cause he mentioned that he knew some Eladrin.
0: Yeah. Okay. So that's, uh, that's a, uh... yeah, that's a whole heck of a lot. Um, yeah, that's fine. So he would describe some of the types of magic that you're mostly familiar with. Um, things like communing, like communication over great distances, enchantments. Um, you know, you, you recognize the uh, that type of magic as what was, um, you know partially powering this uh this construct of his but he talks about magic that let them go between go between planes when they would otherwise have no no means to do so without magic um i'm trying to see if there were um types of magic that you wouldn't be familiar with yeah i i guess like i think they were probably more Open about um, magic that can that could potentially be weaponized, and they would use that to, like, always as a as a form of defense. But they he did talk about, you know, defending the keep from from attackers up to a point um, where it was no longer effective, and I think that's probably a bit different from what you experience in the Feywild. I don't know that the Feywild, like... that the Eladrin are that militant.
3: Mm-hmm. Some more defensive
0: components. Mm-hmm. And in terms of, like, the events leading up to... to when they decided to stop their shenanigans, uh, he he would describe going to different places... Going to different planes, like the, you know, there's always been these Fey crossings where, really, anybody can cross over between this plane and the and the Fey Wild. But he talks about going to other places, like places of incredible peace and beauty where everything is good all the time, Uh, places of kind of random chaos of empty space and floating continents in between and floating fortresses just tethered by magical strands with great, bizarre creatures kind of flying through, some of them dangerous and some of them completely harmless. Uh, But then he says when they found this other place, the place that he called the Far Realm, it was... It was maddening. And people who saw it weren't the same. Some people couldn't be saved. Like, he doesn't go into too many specifics, but it sounds as though some were lost out there, and some, well, they managed to come back, were never the same, and were... It's almost as though their mind had broken. And they were only able to describe certain things that they witnessed and one of those things he says is similar to actually did you describe you didn't describe um, yeah before I say anything like did you describe anything that you've seen to him I can't remember
3: I also can't remember
0: Uh, I feel
2: like we, we mentioned the beholder
3: oh you know what we did because I was talking about I don't know I, and I, I, we can correct this laughter if it's a huge problem. I do remember talking about the things we had seen to describe to him how magic had gotten bad and we were trying to help that so I remember we did describe some of the events that we had seen and encountered I don't know if it's going to if me saying that is capturing what you or might allude to but I, I I I can't think of something we wouldn't have described to him to show that we were committed to uh Restoring, uh, basically, like not prevent, not allowing one person to become too powerful with magic, and like I think we talked about the weird time vortexy stuff too. So we had alluded to, I th- we had gone through some of the stuff to explain to him how magic had gone buck wild.
0: Right. Okay. So yeah, if you had described what you had seen so far, particularly the stuff in Stonegate, um, he would say that that sounds very similar to. What he recalls having been described at the time, and it was so dangerous that they basically said, "Nope, no more." like they refused to open the gate again. The feeling that those explorers got was that this realm was full of things that were hungry, and they just wanted to devour, and it was is like an imperative for them. the way that any bio- like any living creature needs food to sustain itself, like these things just. Operate the same way, but they they devour sanity and they devour like continents and cities, and they they excrete chaos and insanity. Cool. <laughs> great, great,
3: great, great. Cool. Of course,
0: the warlock thinks it's cool. I'm, yeah. I'm
2: loving
3: it. I think Chai would also. She would also ask about the queen of, uh, in the shadows. He had alluded to possibly knowing her.
2: I think you guys had a conversation about that.
0: He, I remember him saying that he knew both the like that he knew the queen of the summer court, which is like the highest seat in the Aladrin court, which is Queen Saffron. Sis- oh no,
3: you're right. It was it was it was yes, it was the queen that is currently on the throne. That was what it was.
0: Yeah, yeah he he knew her and he knew her he knew Celia Saffron's sister. Boy, mm-hmm. I never really fucked it up with the names of this campaign. Um Serial oh, oh, wow. <laughs> Serial Saffron <laughs> who who you are aware of, Chai, and who has like is is whereabouts unknown
3: yeah I think he alluded to the fact that she was gone but I don't think she is um (laughs) 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 just subtle hints indicate so um I I think I would just ask what kind of interactions they had like not not um like how did you perceive them because obviously the whole fight was the fact that he didn't trust them
2: dwarves and elves.
3: <laughs> yeah, but I think, like, what were what were the purposes of their interactions? Like, was it commerce? Was it diplomatic? Were they trying to get, trade something? Were they trying to... I, I want to get a sense of what they were trying to achieve with these guys, basically.
0: Can you make a persuasion check?
3: Oh, great. Great. That's a, a seven.
0: Ooh. Lucky number seven. He asks, like, why He he's a little curious as to the reason for the question
3: I think Chai would basically go something to the effect of like I've heard rumors that Serial's still alive but has very malicious intents and I gather I gather her goal is to bring that plane you speak of the plane of madness I think she wants to bring that everywhere and I don't quite know how to figure out where she is or what her full intent is. And based on what you've mentioned, I also question the intents of my court. And I just wanna, just wanna know as much as I can as to who I'm dealing with.
0: He he, kind of smirks and says that you sound as though you've been spending much of your time amongst the. The mortals, you, you reason like them. You don't reason like someone who's lived in the Wild their entire life.
3: I think I'll look uh, at the sn- at the snoring <laughs> mounds that are Thaddeus and Gutterbird, muttering things in their sleep. <laughs> <laughs> <Whale>. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I'll go. Oh, I think Chai would almost just kind of smirk and be like, I mean, you might be right because I'm definitely taking that as a compliment.
0: He says that he remembers the wants and the aims of the Elijah were always so changeable that their mood could turn with the hour. But one thing seemed always to be consistent with the two saffron sisters, and it was keeping an eye on the goings-on in this plane, their neighbors, the dwarves and the humans, and it was. But he de- he describes that their interactions were generally pretty friendly, although they were two kind of almost hermetic groups. Um, the the eladrin more so, but he got the impression that they were wanting to keep an eye on who was doing what just to make sure that nobody was doing anything too irresponsible with magic and he says that yeah come to think of it they got very nervous about the old human king Uh, it was very out of the ordinary that all of the contesting ...factions of humanity would be united under one ruler. It seems impossible, but it happened... ...until some magical cataclysm. That's the hubris of those who live shorter lives... is, ...is always striving for more and more power... ...and perhaps not having the benefit of the wisdom of centuries... He's referring to, of course, or insinuating that the, uh, the old king, you know, did something foolish that resulted in some kind of magical explosion.
3: Does that ring in any bells for me? Like, having studied the history of God's Eye a little, or no?
0: Oh, yeah, that's a well-known thing. Um, back to episode one, like, the old king, you know, he had united all, like, of the human factions under this continent. And mm, there's there's a big old cataclysm his whole throne and like that whole land around his his castle was was fractured and and even now it's like this leaderless land called the land of kings full of petty warring groups fighting each other over the ruins of the old kingdom because there's a lot of rumors about uh, being able to find old magical artifacts in there um so yeah, that's, that's very much well known. And that's why, uh, that's the main reason why people who are afraid of magic still hold on to that fear.
3: Okay, I think I mean, Chad would just keep asking him general questions, but I think that gives the the gist of what she was trying to ascertain.
0: Okay. Um, we can skip forward a few hours to when Gutterbird and Thaddeus wake up, and I'll ask what you want to do.
3: I think we really just need to keep going towards the god's eye, because more more and more people are going to come. More and more weird monster things are going to appear.
2: Thaddeus will turn to Gutterbird and go, whale GB? This plan rocks. (sighs) And he like, he gives... It's to the point where even Thaddeus knows the joke is bad, but kind of just looks at Gutterer
1: with like that smile like, did you see what I did there? Did you see what I did there? And my facial <laughs> expression does, does not change in any way. Blinks one eye slowly and then the other. Yeah, uh, out of sync specifically.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: Rocks. <Huh?
3: laughs> no, no, we we got it. Uh, and then maybe I'll just say, to is like, "Do you, do you think you should come with us, or are you, you going to stay behind?"
0: He asks, um, "Where, where is it that you are going?"
3: I don't know if we know. We're going towards the giant. We no, we found the path, didn't we? The one that's got the. Oh, I had a map in here somewhere. There's the throne room, the God's Eye room. Nope, that was the other one.
2: I think we were... Did we, did we check all of the set up ones? to go... Because we'd come down through the barracks hole... Yes. ...into what is, into like, the essentially... Ford, the a foundry Ford, room. Like, yeah, smeltery...
3: And then it was, like, off to one side was the Amarthane hallway, and then there was the other side that was where we think the God's Eye is, right?
2: We've got a... We Then we went into the workshop, and then we offshooted into the, like, actual kind of, like, R&D department, where the... Schematics in business are. And the smeltery. And now we're kind
1: of coming back. Mm-hmm. Sorry, the smeltery, that was next to the deltery, correct?
3: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, quite factually, yes.
1: Well, I don't know.
2: Did you find it? <laughs> nope. Um, so, we got back into the workshop where the uh, rollerball of doom was. Mm-hmm. Is that
1: the one with Chris Collide? Um, and...
3: <laughs> yes.
2: Yes. Sorry. Um, dude, dude, just keep it cool, Joe. <laughs>
3: oh god
2: Um, I don't know any of these references it's a really bad movie that actually it's a really bad remake of a movie that we're talking about Yes, Um, but the so we're in that kind of workshop with the rollerball of doom at this current juncture and I believe that continues on because this direction leads us back to where the god's eye came down through that um, temple kind of room and there was all the little tentacle biddies.
3: Yeah, I think so.
2: So we're still kind of... I think we're
3: just going towards where we think uh, the god's eye would be. So, Tim, you can, you can tell us where we're going. Right, but... okay. So, <laughs> I think yeah,
0: that's you've point. only explored. You came down through the barracks. You got into the refinery and then went mm-hmm. into the forge. And then mm-hmm. from the forge, there were rail tracks veering off to the east. It, okay. Uh, you haven't explored that direction. And then to the left, uh, to the west, there was a, uh, the passageway that led to this sort of design lab that had all the schematic pages in it and whatnot. Is there is a door to doorway to the north that you haven't explored through. If you're talking to Amarthane, he would say that on this, the remainder of this level through that northern hallway... Is one of those other central rooms with the pillars and the staircase. Um, there's a a room to test the quality of things that were forged. So almost like a uh, yeah, like a quality testing room where basically the QC like, department got it. Yeah, QC. Yeah, um, where weapons and armor are are really given a, a good beating. Um, It's almost like like a training grounds sort of thing. And then there's also a... On this level is the room that has the gate. He says if you go north and down, you go into the tomb. Which is not a good place to be. He says with a solemn voice that the tomb is filled with... Restless spirits that... He doesn't want to go face because of his shame at having failed them. They're angry spirits of the people that he once loved and who loved him. And they are confused and bitter as to how they ended up perishing in this place. So,
3: Uh, Do we get the sense that that's the direction of where... Like, is the tomb under the room with the pillars that we think is under the room where we saw the hole for the god's eye?
0: The tomb is the entire like level below you. Uh, but if, if you go um, following the rails there is a deep chasm uh, straight down that goes underneath the, basically underneath the castle. Um, sorry, underneath the keep. And it would take you beneath the tombs into a a system of of caverns at least that's what i remember he doesn't like going down there because it's just so desolate and lifeless it's like too scary for but a ghost that is a way to avoid the tombs it's too sad for a ghost
3: i mean i I'd, I'd rather not disturb the gate thing. I would think we just, I'd go towards wherever I think the God's eye would be. That would be my vote.
2: Well, if we want to keep, if we want to have, uh, <clears throat> if we want to have Thing come with us, we're probably going to have to put this, uh, campaign, puts on sunglasses, takes off sunglasses. Oh boy. On rails. Oh,
1: <laughs> yeah! Wow, get
3: yeah. the again! <laughs> Are the rails the direction that we think the God's eye is in?
0: Um, like not directly, but if if the if you describe like the the way that the I guess the direction generally that 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 you've seen the path going down, he would mm-hmm. say that like you can go through. It would it would be it would be a challenge to like to 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 find it easily. But that the cavern systems are are kind of like labyrinthine, but that it's possible that you could find your way to it, if it fell that deep.
3: But the other way, he doesn't think is a good option.
0: He says, if you're quick about it, um, going through the tombs is possible.
3: Well, as long as we're heading to Grodzai, Chai's happy, so I'll let you two decide. I mean, she'd obviously rather do it faster, but she obviously wants everyone to be on board.
2: It sounds it sounds to me like going through the tombs is a direct route, but a route that, well, more direct gets us, like, more resistance. It's like running one kilometer through mud and two kilometers through dirt. That being said, Thaddeus says, um, <clears throat> I just want to check something. And he kind of goes... Through the, he follows the rails a little bit to see if he can get to like how far away is the chasm? Like if he goes through the rail, the side that has the rails, how far till he would reach like the chasm?
0: Oh, it's, if it's more than like a minute or two. He's just gonna turn back to the curb. It's not very far. It, it's it's a few hundred meters. Okay. Do we have to climb down? <laughs> You don't have to. Um, they had an old lift system that hasn't been used in, oh, a few hundred years.
3: Great. Uh, I, I guess Find Steed. I do have that spell.
2: <laughs> Jesus. Um, Thaddeus will come back to the group and say, Well, uh, there may be a path of absolute least resistance but uh, gravity might be a problem Uh, I don't know how much I trust and he he turns to Amorthane not necessarily the craftsmanship but the maintenance of the elevator system and to be perfectly honest I can handle ghosts no offense (laughs) once again directed to Amorthane I just don't know how many ghosts I can handle like it's it's literally six of one half dozen of the other. We could go the fastest way and just hope it all works out. GB, that's the kind of luck I believe in. <laughs> he gets his axe ready to cut the rope. No. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's go through that. Let's take the elevator system.
3: Sure. let's do it.
2: And Thaddeus will saunter over to the elevator. And, uh, try and find the old-timey switch to become the, uh...
3: You find a jaunty cap as well?
2: Going damn. Um, anyways, I rolled a 14 on initiative. What's going on? <laughs>
3: <laughs> the elevator bites you. <laughs> it's a mimic! The lever gives you tennis. <laughs> Fuck!
0: <laughs> okay, and so you are asking Amarthans to accompany you, is that correct?
3: I, I will ask him if he would like to accompany us for as long as he feels comfortable and if not then we, I would say that we'd return because uh, he owes me a little scholastic moment.
1: Is he able to mm-hmm. do we know the uh, sort of like the, the, the depth of his you know tethering to the to his plane
3: I think he can go anywhere right
1: It's
2: called a ghost, not a stux. <laughs> a
1: ghost, not a staste.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the one. Damn it!
1: <laughs> what did you say? I heard. What I heard it's a ghost, not a duct. I said stucked like, like stuck, stuck in place.
0: Oh, yeah, that's why staste was better. <laughs> I, I only, um, you know, I stand on the shoulders of giants. What can I say? Um, he'll, he will. He will agree to go on the condition that you're coming back and leaving the books. And yes, hey, he agrees to your
1: scholastic moment. Yes! Nice. A, a, a I, these book fairs.
3: I I loved the scholastic little mail order catalog.
1: It was my, the best thing you ever. You and everybody who's ever lived. God, so The absolute famous. best. Oh. Well. The absolute best.
0: Okay. So yes, there's a very robust metallic lift with a rail track that runs vertically down a rock, a, a, basically the, the, the chasm wall. You walk the rail lines about half a kilometer to where they simply end, and this this large, it's almost like a train car... That's attached to the wall. That's attached to the cavern wall on the right, where they would haul up large amounts of rock and mineral and and whatnot. It looks its age, uh, but you can basically there's very little in the way of guardrails, so you can look just right through it. It's it's like a, you know kind of caged in, but very transparent. This is oh. this is a uh, a pretty. Substantial drop. This
3: yeah, I was just going to ask how uh, how uh, far
0: the fall was. Two hundred feet down into darkness. Can't even see the bottom. <sighs> Thaddeus is
2: having some minor wyvern deja vu and is rethinking this plan.
0: <laughs> okay, there is a a wheel system inside. So that anybody inside can operate it, and that is the method of descent.
3: I was I'm just gonna turn to Amethade and I was like, did you did you guys have like a health and safety manual? Like, were there no inspections that ever came around? Just
0: <laughs> all aboard.
3: <laughs> I was just gonna say, does he just laugh? That's all he does? Alright, I guess we'll get on this bad boy.
0: He says We've never had an accident with this thing once. Having said that, (laughs) it hasn't been used in quite some time. And normally, dwarves are quite fastidious about making sure their gadgets are kept in tip-top shape. It's reassuring.
1: Yeah.
2: Thaddeus is going to attach the rope he has to the... uh, rather securely to his axe and his waist.
3: <laughs> I'm, I'm going to grab Gutterbird's hand, and I'll just whisper, Chider. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Who's, uh, who's yanking that crank?
3: Wait, okay. Is this, like, an ability thing? Like, is it, like...
0: Does it look rusted?
3: Yeah, like, does it look like this is just anyone can flip a switch, or does it look like this is gonna be testing in any
0: way? It looks like it's gonna be a little. requiring a little elbow grease, yeah.
3: I'm gonna cast guidance on Thaddeus.
2: Thaddeus will lean his axe casually nearby so that <laughs> should anything snap, he can grab it and throw it. But uh, he'll go to a town working on this. Uh... Thaddeus is just gonna start cranking it.
0: All right, that's what I want to hear. Thaddeus, is cranking it in front of his teammates, no regard. Yeah, just cranking it, just in free front of cranking it. Yep,
2: just trying that's to right. find a D
0: four. That's right, listeners. We're back with the cranking jokes. You thought that they were done, but I've worked another crank into this campaign. Never you thought we grew up. <laughs> Fool, foolish child. But we're still laughing. Pee
2: pee poo poo. God's eye. Knights and Nerds, Campaign 2, the Re Crankening. We may be older, but we're crankier. <laughs> hey! Alright, uh, You said strength, sir? Yeah, started me off with an athletics check, why don't you? Oh, fuck, okay. And I just get guidance on this?
3: Yeah. And an ability check, I believe, yeah. Ugh.
2: Only plus one from guidance.
3: I'm sorry.
2: So that puts it to 24. <laughs>
3: I'm pretty sure it's just an ability check. Hold on.
2: If it's not a twenty-four, it's a an ability check.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. It's an ability check. Not that the one I think would have made a difference, but I was like, I specifically chose it, so it would be this. So yeah.
0: So it takes it takes a, a split second, but you are well rested, and you're just, just ready to crank it. You're just, you. It's like you've been ready your whole life just for this one moment, and it it actually is fairly difficult, but you make it look easy. And there is a real loud screeching sound as as this wheel turns for the first time in hundreds of years, and not only this wheel, but the ones on the rail as the cart begins to descend slowly, as you just crank it, and cranking it and cranking it, um, two hands, two <laughs> two hands on the shaft, <laughs> a little circular motion,
2: oh, God. Um, and a quite noticeable auditory response.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Can I get everybody to to give me perception checks with disadvantage?
3: Why with disadvantage?
0: Because nobody's
2: had a bright idea yet. Oh, shit. We need dice for this game? (laughs) Thaddeus is busy cranking it. Wow. Oh, disadvantage.
3: Wow. Oh, damn. Oh, my God.
2: Thaddeus is real busy cranking it.
3: So, with disadvantage, I rolled a 3 and a 4, which makes my.
0: 34. My 3 okay. into
3: a 9. I got a 9 on perception.
0: Kevin, how'd you do uh, with rolling twice and taking the lower?
1: Thank you for clarifying. Um, I appreciate that, but I did in this case do it. And I got a 7 uh, plus. 1. And then my other roll was a 17, which would have been, hmm, quite something.
2: Which I believe that 17 would have been the only good roll in the group. I believe,
3: yeah, literally the only one.
2: Because my highest one matches Chai's lowest one.
3: I'm going to switch out. Those are in temporary dice jail.
2: My sweet five. Badius
1: is just cranking it.
0: Okay. All right. Sorry, Kevin, what was, what was your
1: lower one again? Uh, seven and then plus... My plus one for my modifier. Okay, cool. Uh, for the for right, the so listeners at home, that is eight. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this guy he knows his math. For you number heads, that's a total of eight. Just showing off.
3: Whoa. Whoa.
0: <laughs> Just waiting until Kevin gets into the double digits. That's when it all falls apart. Uh, yeah. All right, so everybody only hears... The loud squealing of these rusted wheels operating for the first time in many many years and you're about 100 you're about halfway down oh, I know, sorry
2: Bon Jovi point
0: <laughs> you're three quarters of the way down when the wheel begins to spin and the, the lift begins to fall like it it just is spinning quickly you are descending like it you lose your grip on it, and it's spinning rapidly, and you are descending very quickly. So whatever gear system is in place has has failed, and now you can make a choice. Do you try to regain control, or do you opt for a plan B?
3: How many feet do we have, do you think?
0: 50 feet.
3: On quick assessment, what does it look like? The, like does it look like we just need to like grab the wheel? Or like what what do what quick looking do we see is going wrong? Like I know the gears are going crazy, but like what do we quick perceive could stop this?
1: Is it possible does if you were to become Spider Chai, would you have Yeah do you have the ability to grip with your eight legs?
3: I I I mean I would just be my spidered strength, but what my wondering is is like so I have a couple options and I wanna see what it looks like is going wrong because I can web things to things or possibly web web things to uh um uh
1: what is it? Web us.
3: Restrain. Well like like I restrain things, right? So I might be it might be strong enough to hold the gears.
2: Uh, Thaddeus is going to shout, Trithereon, take the wheel! And he's just going to grab <laughs> the gear to try and literally stop it spinning. Oh my god! He's just going to grip it from both sides and completely forget that he has tried to build himself an anchoring, like, pitten and, and harness system with the rope and the axe. And he's going to grab at the wheel and try and just arrest all movement.
0: Okay. And this is going to be a very difficult athletics check, but you have at it, and if somebody wants to help you, I will allow it, if you describe
1: the the way in which you're helping. I would like to... Also, I have uh, an inspiration point. Ooh. That I'd oh, like to so add to this see. endeavor. I don't know where it came from, but... How would you inspire... How would Gutterbird inspire me? Though? Oh. That's the real test. I think you just want to, you're inspired to, uh, to to be as strong as you've ever, you're inspired to be a macho man.
3: Oh. <laughs> oh. oh hello. <laughs> uh,
1: Thaddeus is
2: just going to grab at the wheel and go,
1: oh, yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: I maxed out at 20. I rolled a 12 and a 13. Damn it.
0: So very close to a total success, so you do manage to slow it, but you can tell that if you stay in the car, that uh, it will it will hit collide with the ground with some force. It's not the not the same amount of force as just one split second ago. So it's, okay. it's up to you if you want to try to mitigate that damage somehow, or if you want to exit the cart and hope for the best.
3: I'm going to try and Spider-Chai get, like, I'll just, like, I'll squeeze uh, Gunnarbert's hand and be like, go time, and, like, pull him towards my back. Spider-Chai, and, like, web us and Thaddeus, and try and, like, get us onto the wall.
0: So when you say that you're webbing the two of them, how does, it describe it to
3: Well, so, I'm hoping that what it is, is I'm, so, here's my... here's how this works in my brain. <laughs> Got birds on my back in saddle position as normal.
1: Nothing out of the ordinary.
3: I'm, I'm trying to in essence <laughs> attack Thaddeus, and restrain him to the wall with my web. And with my spider abilities, I can climb on all difficult difficult surfaces without making ability checks. So I'm just gonna jump onto the wall with GB.
0: So you're trying to web Thaddeus to the to the cave wall as it. Like, outside the cart.
3: That, yeah. I'm trying to, like, aliens him to the wall. Mm. Little snack for later.
0: <laughs> so, this would... I, I guess because your web doesn't, like, blast somebody, this would involve, like, Thaddeus basically, like, running out and you shooting him kind of at the same moment.
3: Yeah, so it is... So, technically, my web ability is a ranged attack, but it just restrains... So if he's letting me hit him, if he like, just, like, stands there with his arms out, ready to go.
0: Okay. I think for this to work, I'm going to need an acrobatics check from everyone. Oh, that's the wrong
3: A. That's not what I wanted to hear.
0: <laughs> that, is the, that
2: is the wrong A.
3: Would this, okay, this is also important. Would this be the spider's dexterity or my dexterity to get to this position? Because I'm like transforming at this time, so like technically, if I'm the spider, the ability check would be Dex. It's Dex.
0: Yeah, I would give it to the spider because this is To spider. Is all it's all happening while you in spider time. form.
3: <laughs> oh, never mind. It's exactly the same. No debate. No debate needed.
2: Um, just trying to figure out how I describe Thaddeus's attempt oh, here. I got a. I got an 18. Yeah, I got a 17. Oh no. Uh, so Thaddeus... I haven't rolled yet.
1: Oh, okay.
2: Uh, Thaddeus is, is going to uh, receive the signal, understand what's about to happen, look at the wheel, and just be like, fuck it. And is going to just turn, and if I take the wheel with me, I take the wheel with me. <laughs> the
3: strength is so
2: high. <laughs> yeah. It's it's more the armor's stuck. Um, and is going to essentially it's like one of those trust fall exercises except it's not a fall it's a kind of like a if a character with angel wings were to just push them and push themselves backwards it's that but instead he's pushing off of a busted ass wheel <laughs> we're
1: talking we're talking ripley at the end of alien 3 kind of pose
3: yeah i was just going to say we're talking classic ripley right now uh
2: and then For the one-liners that I've just I'm trying to make up for because we haven't recorded in so long. He's gonna shout,
3: stick to the plan!
2: (laughs) Emphasis on stick. Uh. Um acrobatics minus one. Nice. It's unnatural, but it's a one.
3: (laughs) Oh, it's a two with a minus one? Yep,
0: two with a minus one.
3: Oh god, no.
0: Okay, um, Chai, can you give me your web attack roll to try to mitigate the situation oh, that's developing right God
3: now? God damn it. None of my dice have been good. I have
0: a backup plan.
1: I just don't want to do it.
3: 16.
1: Uh, hey, man, not bad.
3: It's not my grade. I'm not rolling well today.
2: Not going to lie. If I didn't have my armor on, that would hit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if
2: I was back to my old chain, man. <laughs>
0: Okay, I mean, I will I will take that into account. Um, That's more more of like a skill check than an attack roll because Thaddeus is not trying to defend himself from this. If anything, he's probably trying to like lean into it as best he can <laughs> with yeah. his unnatural one of an acrobatics. I imagine yeah. you look like Ace Ventura doing the dolphin impression. Um,
1: really should have hung on to that inspiration point. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know what? It's
0: teamwork, and that's the important thing. Let's do... Okay, you you have this axe, yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's just flailing around <laughs>
2: next
1: to me. Every
0: day. Okay. So th- things ha- aren't, aren't really going your way right now. <laughs> Give me an athletics check with disadvantage, because it's going sideways, and this is basically... I'm, I'm thinking, like, you're not trying to, like, grab on to the to the... Wall of the cavern, you're trying to basically slice into it to slow your descent or even potentially stop you. I'm guessing that was the whole reason of you tying that off. Oh yeah, 100%. Um, But the question I've got
2: now, with a minor amount of descent in the couple of seconds that we've been trying to fool around, how close to the bottom are we?
0: I, I would say like 40 feet. Like this is not a fatal... Distance. This is just going to determine how much, if any, damage you take.
2: Okay, I could take the cheat way out, but I like rolling for it anyway.
3: I think this is funner.
2: Yeah. Besides, I want to save that second level spell slot.
3: 100%.
2: <laughs> uh, you said disadvantage, correct? Mm-hmm. 11.
0: 11. Okay. Don't worry, I've got Revivify. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you will take you'll take 3d6 of your favorite type bludgeoning damage, which is gonna get halved because of your yeah. nice armor. I was banking on it!
2: <laughs> I was only gonna bring it up if you didn't mention it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man. Not a great roll. Nine. We'll call that five. Five points of bludgeoning damage. You don't stick the landing, but you know what? you hit you hit the ground just a moment after the the lift cart slams in and caves in on itself in this heap of mangled and jagged iron and metal and uh, Chai and gutterbird are secured safely to the the cavern wall about 40 50 feet up and you're just a little bit bruised but
2: Darius is going to get up dust himself off and go Nailed it, first
0: try.
3: <laughs> I'm assuming Amaranth is just floating still, just doing his
0: yeah, it's almost like when the the thing gave way, like he just went right through the ceiling. Yeah, but yeah, he slowly descends. And wait, did you turn into a big old snake when you were fighting him?
3: I did. Yes. Oh,
0: you then were we you were a snake when he when he first saw you. Okay.
3: Yes, I was a snake when he first saw us. You were and then Cobra were Cobra Chai, yeah. Right.
0: But she
2: also had the long rest, so she's still got another form.
3: Yeah. I'm still t- the spider. yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm going to rock the spider vibes for as long as I can. Because I think it's two hours now.
2: Uh.
3: One hour? I can never remember. Three. Three hours? Perfect.
2: Half your level. Damn.
3: I'm going to be the chatter for a while. I also figured that I would do this because it seems like it's an appropriate choice for the terrain.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so he looks at the at the ruins of the lift, and he looks at all of you, and he says, well, I, I get I'm a little disappointed that it didn't hold up, even after a few centuries of complete and utter neglect, but it got us most of the way there, I will say that. And I and out I'm, yeah. I'm very surprised at your resourcefulness. Your continued resourcefulness impresses me. Let's move onward.
2: You know Ammerthain, I always saw you as a uh, mostly corporeal form. I'm a ghost half I'm a ghost half
0: full kind of guy.
2: Oh
0: god. He says that that sounds as though it's a compliment.
2: It's shotgun tactics. If if I fire as many pellets as I
0: can, one of them's gotta hit. <laughs> mm. Everyone kind of has like this ringing in your ears from the really really deafening sound of the this uh, lift cart just careening into the ground and and caving in on itself. And a few moments go by, and that sound fades to nothingness, and you're left with this very low sort of the hum of the earth and then you're wondering if you're hearing another sound oh no can everybody give me another perception check oh Uh,
3: hey
2: that's way better
3: Jesus Christ, if I could roll over ten, my day would be mildly
1: better. (sighs)
3: Uh, Eight for me. Perception. That's a thirteen for me. Twinsies. One day I'll roll above a (coughs) ten.
0: It's almost like a... like a sensation. Like a tremor. I should also mention that it is utterly utterly dark now Um, so someone's going to have to fire up a light source I've got a bright idea
1: boom there it is
3: dark vision and blind sight as well Yeah. as a spider so whoever rolled uh, the 13s that um, was me
0: and you are feeling you're feeling a slight slight almost like a shake in the ground beneath your feet It's not coming... It doesn't feel like it's coming directly below you. It feels like there's some kind of aftershocks.
3: I think Chai would probably just start, like, like pointing and be like, eh? That way? This way? Where are we going? We need to keep moving.
0: Yes. There is only one way forward at this time, and it is north.
3: Let's do it.
0: Marching order, please.
3: Uh. I guess Chai and GB and are Thaddeus. one and the same technically right now. Or, I mean, you can dismount Gutterbird. I don't oh, wanna. No, I'm down. i to wanna... <laughs>
2: <laughs> God damn it. Uh, I guess Thaddeus plays rear guard with Amorathane. As
0: you proceed through the rough cavern tunnel, You go about 60 feet before it opens up into a larger chamber. All around you, you hear the sounds of of water dripping, and you can hear the sounds of small rodents and perhaps other creatures scuttling about in the darkness, fleeing from the light. You have a passage that continues north, and you can see that this large cavern opens up into a quite immense size and continues much further to the east, and there's also a small passageway off to your left. As it starts to open up, does it look familiar to Thaddeus? Um no, I I know what you're asking, but no, this this doesn't quite look like what you saw in your vision.
2: So we can either continue to the east into the opening of the cavern, or go west?
0: Um, through the little passage, and it does continue. Like... It does continue north as well, but yeah, you have your mm. choice of where to go. I'm at the back.
3: Do I sense anything? Is there more rumbling in one direction than the others? Is there sounds? Is there lights? Is there anything that distinguishes the three directions?
0: Hmm. You can give me either um, a survival check. To try to determine your location relative to, like the the floor plan of the keep as you remember it, or you could make another perception check, and anyone else is also welcome to do the same. Ugh. Three.
3: A dirty twenty.
0: Is that perception or survival?
3: That's perception. All
0: right. Well, Thaddeus isn't rolling. All right. Um, okay, so with a twenty, very nice round number, you think North is probably your best bet. You continue to feel through your um tarsus. Right. <laughs> Tarsai? Tar- is
3: that what it is? Did we tar- forget? Tar- yeah, we, yeah, yeah. We looked it been... up. I know we did. I know we did look it up, but I've forgotten promptly.
0: Hooky foot pads.
3: Hooky foot yeah. yeah, pads. Thank you for using the correct term. <laughs>
0: You continue to feel concerning tremors that um, that are occurring infrequently and irregularly. You hear through the, the small passageway to your left. You hear louder sounds of water, so you think that there might be perhaps a a fairly well not like a big pool, but like. You know a, uh, an actual pool of water in there that might actually have some depth to it. You also continue to hear some some sounds of, of creatures that echo and reverberate off of the, the labyrinth and cave walls and you're not quite sure where exactly those are coming from but you th- you are fairly confident that proceeding north is still your best bet.
3: Okay I will I'll start walking north.
0: So you continue through this massive cavern system exiting the, large, the first large chamber that you come across going into a, a fairly narrow passageway which is just wide enough for Spider Chai to fit through. Um, although you think that um, some of the rocks may give way fairly easily. Uh, Kevin, you have to duck your head a little bit Sorry, Gutterbird, you have to duck your head as Spider Chai scuttles through this this passage. And you exit out into another larger cavern system that actually splits off into three. There is one large... uh, All all three passageways continue north. The one furthest to your right is about 30 feet wide with sporadic rock pillars um, going through it. And then there are two off to your left that are more narrow.
3: Is there any more like can I do another like perception check or something to see if like I get a better sense on any of them or like there's the rumblings or sounds or anything like that?
0: Be my guest. Uh
3: 19 on perception.
0: 19. Wow. Wow. wow, wow.
1: Anyone else? Oh, I'll get in on the perceiving. Good. Uh, s- <laughs> seven for me.
3: <laughs> You're just distracted by the ambiance of the cave setting.
1: The stalag- the stalactites.
0: Yeah, the the tremors do continue. You're fairly certain that the wider passageway to your right is likely the best way forward. But now there's another thing that concerns you. It's the sound of voices that you're hearing, and they're oddly familiar
3: what oh what is it? what is it? what voices are familiar
0: it's It's not like the voices are familiar, it's like the sound of voices that you've heard before, ooh, like a chant, yeah, like the ooh. ritual like oh no, it's like a whole bunch of voices talking over each other but not saying anything. And it takes you back to when you are in Relian's Tower. Something that you fought after the god's eye came down. Uh...
3: The weird eye creature things? gibbering mouth here. The gibbering things? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, like, start making, like, loud, hissy noise. Like, uh... No, I said it, so I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna like as a war I'm gonna try and like I can't speak, so I'm gonna try and warn the other people that shit's about to go down. I'm gonna start clicking my pincers maybe or some like tapping them hooky toe feet.
0: Mm, gross.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we all just turn around, we're like, ugh, stop this is disgusting.
3: Shy. <laughs> we get it, you're a spider.
1: Is this some kind of meme? Oh,
3: it's
2: just
0: so disarming I'm going to put my weapons away. <laughs> Okay, do you do anything other than that before continuing on?
3: Do I get a sense of which tunnel those voices are coming, the gibbering things are coming from?
0: I mean, it's so difficult to determine a precise location, given how sound is traveling through yeah. this this cavern. Okay. But okay, you're well. fairly confident it's through, it's, it's from somewhere further down through that, like, main wider um, Passageway to your right,
3: and you said that's the one I'm confident in going down.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Oh, great. Okay, so I'm gonna just like make sure everyone's on alert. I'm gonna be like, like two, like I was gonna say, do this. Two front legs. Mm. Yeah, two front legs. I, like, do, like, point at my eyes. Point down the thing. Point at my eyes. Point down at the thing, and be like, like. What is she talking about? <laughs> you po- pointing at yeah. your
1: eyes and pointing down the thing and pointing at your eyes, and but then you're like, I hear something.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Keep alert, alert, you <laughs> morons. What is it, girl? All right, I'm going st- to start dragging them down the thing, then, but they're going to be sassy about it.
0: Any Anything else you wanted to, to communicate as you progress through?
3: I don't think so i can't also speak so i'm fairly limited mm-hmm.
0: i know it's it surprises me that you haven't come up with an elaborate system of like gestures to communicate basically i mean
3: one I we i don't think we've had free time with chai as the spider uh to really work out those linguistics yet and i mean it
2: would take us about three hours and she most recently became able to hold on to that form for that long yeah <laughs> Just we'll
3: work, like it's, a, we're gonna workshop it. We'll workshop it. We'll circle back. Like we'll a little, touch little pamphlet.
0: Paper. Yeah. So your <laughs> druid is a spider.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. So yes, this passageway is about thirty feet across, but it's not wide open. There's there's rocky debris, um, pillars of stone jut up from the ground up to the to the high ceiling here and there to the left and right. So you feel almost like. It's it's almost similar in a way to like the dwarven halls with their grandstone pillars, only only this is like the prehistoric version. Okay, and you continue forward until the cavern splits off in one, two, three, four directions. All of which vaguely pointing northward-ish. Thaddeus just goes,
2: damn, it's Plinko. <laughs>
3: Do I hear any more of the the rumbles? Do I feel any more of the rumbles? Do I, Does any of that?
0: Yes. Everyone, please make a perception check.
1: Oh, yes. Nice. Twenty-one for me.
0: Oh,
3: just a seventeen for me.
1: Five.
0: Everyone can can easily hear the sound of multitudinous voices layered upon layered saying nothing that is coherent coming from somewhere off deep in the darkness and you still feel the tremors and those of you who have rolled well I should the non-Thaddeuses of you um, (laughs) the non-Thaddeuses of the group can actually identify what these tremors are now it is the unmistakable sound of a creature burrowing through stone.
3: Oh, well, that's not good.
0: See, I would have pictured it more as like the
2: unmistakable vibes of a underground rave that maybe Morpheus is leading.
1: Incorrect.
3: <laughs> You'd be wrong. Right. be
1: amazing if we're like, let's go, and then we go and we get there, and then it's actually Morbius, and we're like, ugh. Uh, Stop trying to create a multi for Sony
3: again
1: Turn around and leave
3: I mean I guess we're going Like we've got to get the god's eye
2: Thaddeus barely knows what he's listening to
3: Yeah
0: (laughs) I think Gutterberg can still speak uh, common at this point Um, He's not beholden to Chai's uh, (laughs) clickety clack
1: um, (laughs) Mode of communication
0: (laughs) No 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 No
2: He's,
3: he's a very empathetic character.
1: That <laughs> was always one of my strong suits. Like, my, my,
3: my clickety-clack. With our perception checks, did we determine a direction that was more likely?
0: I'm going to give you... Despite your fairly decent rolls, it's still very difficult to pin down the source of sound. It would be either of the two passageways that are on the left... Now they still, one goes sort of like northwest and one's sort of like more north and Amarthane says I don't like this. I fear what we are approaching.
3: Does he know what it is?
0: No, he doesn't know what's making that sound.
3: Okay, so he said there was the, it's the two to the left and we can't determine amongst them which one is the Correct. likely...
2: It's 10th level. He couldn't be frightened if he was near me.
3: Oh. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm gonna point to the one... I'm gonna point to each of them and be like, just shrug my arms. All eight of them. <laughs> All eight of them. Shrug at once.
2: <laughs> so you just fall to the ground?
3: <laughs> no, it's on my belly, and then they're up in the air. And I'm like, oh.
2: Like when a tiny dog doesn't want to put their paws in snow. Yeah,
3: exactly. And they're like, eh.
2: That's exactly it. Thaddeus is a man of action. He's going to take the far left and he's just going to go.
3: I'm going to follow. Now you're in the front. Yes.
0: The far left passage continues for a long way. I was about to just start counting up the grid tiles, but I'm like, you know what? No, I'm going to use the power of narration <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say a long way And then ends
3: <laughs> Yeah, it turns out you're just wrong
0: It starts out narrow And widens to about 20-25 feet Before narrowing again And curving sharply to the west And bending then about 90 degrees northward About another 50 feet down The sound, as you continue down this way, grows louder and louder. And Amarthane says, It's not far from here that we trapped that great beast. And its bones set underneath the foundation of my mighty keep.
3: It's literally the one thing I didn't want him to say. I was... God damn it.
0: And as this passage... Um... What was I going to say? As the passage bends sharply northward... ...it opens up wider again. And the scratching, burrowing sound now... ...is all that you can hear... ...behind it... ...an army of cacophonous voices. And you can tell that... ...just at the edge of the light... ...from your drift globe... ...that there is something... Burrowing against the rock, and Amarthane says, Is what you seek worth the price of what you're about to face?
2: I don't give a shit about the rock, but I, you best believe I'm here to kick ass and take out evil.
3: Shai just clicks her little pincers together. <laughs> a little bit of web comes out. Yeah. A little. <laughs> little uh, and I'm like, uh, <laughs>
0: You wait for a moment and it seems as though the burrowing ceases before the cavern wall comes tumbling down in front of you, sending up a dust cloud in the darkness. And you can hear now in this unobstructed passage just voices voices over voices endlessly and peeking its head down to get through this 20 foot wide opening looks to be the skeleton of a dragon huge beast but it's currently being in the final stages of being enveloped by a new skin the skin of a giant gibbering mouther the skeletal dragon covered in mouths and eyes and those eyes fixate on you, and that's where we'll stop.
3: Uh, 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 <laughs> oh, my god! Yeah, I think uh, I mean I've got a really good idea for a backup character. <laughs> uh, <laughs> too, it's
1: the son of Schwet and Schwarm. Sh-
3: yeah, we we just side side quest campaign. We just
1: start a Schwet and Schwarm. Yeah, that's all we do. <laughs> is no, is the like the, the simple life of a of a I don't even know what you call that meat. Doner or shwar- Shwarma is the meat.
3: Yeah. Well, you get a beef or chicken shawarma. Oh, I see.
1: So, shawarma is the actual, the whole package. It's, Pre- it's the, the seasoning and method. the way it's yeah. cooked. See how much safer it is to just sit around and discuss shawarma?